You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Man, if only there was like something to talk about today. You know, like if there was a crazy rumor swirling around, if, you know, sources weren't confirming things to each other and, you know, cryptic pictures weren't being tweeted out by ESPN sources. It would be it would be a shame, you know, if, if we actually had okay. You all know by now, John Tortorella will in all likelihood be announced as the Flyers head coach very soon. Uh it, Kevin Weeks broke the story. Today's Thursday, was it yesterday or Tuesday? I can yeah, you know, days, late who's Tuesday. to say? Yeah, late Tuesday, Kevin Weeks, who works at ESPN, uh, broke the story that his ESPN colleagues, so he'd heard from quote unquote sources, were a source. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder who the source was. Who could, really? <laughs> who could say? Just I'm picturing like it's the dining. It's almost like they think that they're smart. It's like they think that we don't know. I'm like, picturing buddy. like the dining hall in the sports center commercials, and they're just like sitting there. <laughs> like, it's absolute. Like the Jersey Devil uh, mascot is there, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, like they're all just hanging out. Uh, anyway, let's get into all the John Tortorella discussion, all of it. Let's start with intros leading off the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe tomorrow we'll find out who the coach is. I don't know. Yeah? Maybe. 
Maybe tomorrow it, afternoon. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Weird. It's kind of funny that the rumor's been out there a couple days and there's no confirmation yet, but it's just, just contract it's stuff. One, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I, I, it's understandable why they can't announce it because it's not, like, although Butcher Grosh just tweeted a picture of someone signing a contract so <laughs> signed now, but, like, you know, before all the legal shit is ironed out you can't really say it out loud hmm. even though everyone on earth knows yeah. Bucha Gross, who also, be, works who also works at espn right. yeah it, it's interesting if, if, to be honest if, have we not been saying on this show for the last like six months it feels like that john tortorella is going to be the coach yeah. of the flyers uh, like this is just not it I was mean, come on i we'll get through the intros and then we'll get into that uh Sorry. let's go to the fly by herself charlie oh no i was about to <laughs> I was about to start getting into it, and then I was like, wait, no, there's still two more people. From the Yeah, I was going to get into it, too. From TheAthletic.com, <laughs> Charlie O'Connor. No, just kind of following up on what we were just talking about. Um, I do think that what's re- been really funny about this whole process is that if you – like, I, I, I did not go to journalism school. I did not come up as a traditional journalist. But if there was, like, a, like, a class on – understanding where reports originate from like 101 like the like lowest easiest class the intro class this would be the perfect case study because you don't it's need to be so Woodward and Bernstein it, it, to figure this one the fuck it out. It is so obvious where these leaks are coming from. And, like, it's just all you really have to do is just, like, have any sense of general logic. And you'll know. Like, the, the truly funny part about this, and this, you know, credit to, to Torts. Because this is – it's very smart on his part why, yeah. he, why he did what he did. Because, I mean, basically what happened yesterday is that they made they, they, they made the offer. Or they, it was two days ago. Two, day, two days ago, yeah. They, they made the offer, and Torts basically accepted in principle, but they still needed to work out a contract. So what do you do if you're John Tortorella? You tell the guy you work with this is what happened so that then, because the specifics of the contract have not been hammered out, you put the Flyers in the position where – you know, Dave Scott had said blank check. You know, we're we're gonna you know we're gonna spend whatever money necessary to uh, you know to get a coach to to improve this team. And if you're John Tortorella, you put the Flyers in the position where, like, in the specifics of the contract negotiation, like they the Flyers can't let this blow up. Like they can't. No, they're they're in the position where like if Torts wants to squeeze an extra like five hundred thousand dollars out of them, like they're not gonna say no. Like what what can they do at this point? No, like, it can't be, like, we hear nothing tomorrow, and then the weekend passes, and then Monday, yeah, we, we hired Montgomery. Like, yeah? What happened? Because you already have the situation of, like, the report out there that Trotz turned them down, that if it were to blow up with Tortorella, like, what the team would just look like shit. Last, but certainly not least, Stephalicious D, Steph Driver. So I'm very excited to get into the negotiation tactics that have been on display this week. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but just wanted to send. But you enough a about your other you job, to everyone. What I said. But enough about your other job. But, <laughs> but enough about my other job. Um, I wanted to just thank everyone for your support of me and the podcast and the Vox Media Union because we're here this week, which means we got a contract in, in on it happened Saturday afternoon. The current contract expired Sunday night, so it was really just perfect. Perfect timing. Um and we scared the shit out of management with the support from 
really the internet. So thank you all so much. And let's 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 dig in, Bill. Let's dig into the masterclass that's that's on display right let's. now. Let's uh first I just want to address the concerns about Tortorella's I want to address the issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I'm sympathetic. <laughs> However, no, I haven't uh, thought about that tweet in a very long I'm time. I'm not I'm not even going to actually I'm not even actually going to say it because I don't I don't I don't need that clipped. Um no like there are obviously concerns about Tortorella's coaching style, his personality type, his demand out of players, the type of players he wants, what he expects players to be. So yes, there's obviously a concern about beating the skill out of young players, I think as our own Kelly Hinkle often puts it. Uh but right now um this team can't execute a fucking breakout at 5 on 5 or complete a sequence of passes when they've got more players on the ice than their opponents. Um if this team's biggest problem in December turns out to be a team the team is full of guys who can pull the Michigan but are told not to, like I'll figure out how to how I feel about that when it's a reality. If this team is going to even think about competing without rebuilding, they need to figure out the absolute basics at which they are currently fucking horrible. Next time I see a defenseman actually put his body between a man in front of the net and the goaltender without screening Carter Hart, that's when I'll worry about that D-man being told not to join the rush or pinch on a 50-50 puck. Like, this team has lost 88 of its last 138 games and have been outscored by 125 goals in the last two seasons. Let's see some of that skill Tortorella could possibly suppress to be put to use in simply gaining the offensive zone with possession or cycling the puck for a shift before we worry about guys being discouraged from elaborate celebrations. Now, this is not to say I think Tortorella is the best coach in the world. This is all going to work. You know how I feel about the plan. They need to rebuild. This is just kicking the can. But, like, the Flyers don't have good players to beat the skill out of. Yeah, plain and that, simple. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's actually, I, I like, kind of agree with that. The whole, we, like, we've, we've been screaming that they don't have high-end talent. So, like, yeah, let's let, let's let's wait until they get a Trevor Zegers before we complain that they're ruining the next Trevor Zegers. All right. That is an excellent point. Like, what are you going to do to Morgan Frost that has not already been done? Like, the dude, you know, he is what he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, look, I've said from the start, that I think that John Tortorella will improve this team. I think that John Tortorella is a good coach. I don't know if, like, this does strike me a bit as, you know, like, okay, we're trying to be okay, um, whereas I would prefer them to, you know, maybe take more of a longer view. But, like, Tortorella, I believe, like, Tortorella is either going to improve this team pretty quickly or he's going to, It's the implosion of him desperately trying to is going to be so entertaining that the it'll contents. be an extremely fun to cover as a reporter. No, it's, there, like, there's obviously disaster potential. A, a coach with his personality type, his track record, a front office that it seems maybe not everyone wanted him up there, but certain key people mm-hmm. did. Uh, a, a team that, has seriously sucked for two years. Like, there is blow-up potential here. But, like, my guess is they they have 88 points at the end of the season. Like, that's what they, you know? 
Like, yeah, like, they I, think improve I think enough. they'll be better. I mean, depending yeah. on what they do the rest of the summer. Like, yeah, if, and if that's Fletch, like if the, Fletcher makes yeah. a ton, like a bunch more wrist and level moves, then no, they'll be bad. I mean, no coach oh my can. God. I'm just saying, Imagine. like, it can't be completely I'm ruled out. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for another five years of a number seventeen draft pick. No, I'm I, so excited. I, can't it'll be like, wait. It'll be like three. Come on. No, no <laughs> coach is going to be three years. And let's no be coach. real, it, it, pro- it probably won't be 17. It'll probably be more real, like 13 or 14, yeah. if we're being honest you with ourselves. No coach, <laughs> no coach is getting five years in this organization. A yeah. fucking cup winner isn't getting five years in this organization. That that was they, one thing. One, one they of the, fired Terry Murray when he went to the cup. Oh, uh, yeah. But that was one thing that did crack me up about, like, it was one of the narratives that you saw pop up on Twitter that, like, Torts doesn't have a long shelf life. And it's like, okay, actually... Who like, does? Relative to other NHL coaches, he kind of does. Yes. Like, no coach has a long it. shelf life. And he usually lasts at least, like, five years. The only place I, he the only place he didn't was Vancouver. And everyone knew that was a bad fit from the minute was, he signed. It was such a bad idea right away. Yeah. Because it was like, we need to get tougher. Let's get the guy who yells. It but was it was, like, it was oh, like, like you're not going to... But we have the Sedins. You're not going to change Daniel yeah. and Henrik Sedin no. when they're in their early 30s. Like, they are who they are. You're not changing them ever. They refuse to not play together. It's very clear who calls the shots. It's them. <laughs> like, yeah, that, anyway. was, that was a bad idea. <laughs> but all the other places, he's lasted a pretty long time relative to the usual shelf life of NHL head coaches. Aren't, aren't like three quarters of the coaches in the league in their first or second year on the job? That sounds like, about right. Like, fucking Mike Sullivan and John Cooper are the only ones who have tenure. Like, Jared Bednar's been there a little. Like, everybody is a second or third year coach in the entire league. No one gets longer than that. Uh, But anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If these fuckheads took a second and did some analysis and looked at what was going on around the league, some critical thinking, they would realize that there is nothing to benefit from retread coaches. There is nothing to benefit from hiring the same dude that your competitor just fired because no one is lasting more than two years. You're not finding success. You're not, it's not working and it's not working across the league, bros. Like get it together. I, it drives me insane, but I don't think that Tortorella is going to be bad for this team. Yeah. I think it's going to be, be fine. I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be that's fun. All I yeah, that's the thing. For. It is going to be gonna fun. It's going to be funny. It will be funny. I can't wait. I can't wait for the first time John Tortorella has a snarky comment towards Charles J. Oh, O'Connor. It's... I cannot <laughs> wait. It's He's the reason I want Charlie. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I mean, he's gonna love Charlie, but I'm sure oh, oh, that there will be wo- at oh, least one shitty short answer. Absolutely, like there's gonna be <laughs> absolutely one. no, and that's and that's part of the game with Torts. Like, yeah, ev- everyone I've talked to, let me put it this way: every reporter I've talked to that has covered Tortorella that I respect, that like I think is a like really good reporter and is good at their job raves about is this one person i can count the number on one hand. well i mean allison absolutely allison. but yeah. i've talked i've talked to i've talked to others as well and all okay. all of them like rave about the guy that he's a great guy he yeah. you know he's he's great to work with and like yeah once in a while he's probably going to get a little ticked off but like it's all part of the game like it, it's yeah. it's it's like half shtick like it's not like yeah. you you have to understand that like if he like blows up on you it's not that he hates you 
and he's not yeah. going to hold a grudge. It's just like that's that's part of like what it is to cover torts. It's like he there's uses, never a dull moment. He uses the media as part of his overall coaching strategy. Like not to, not always to even send negative messages, but like if somebody writes an article, even if they're right, that's negative, calling out one of his guys, and then he then has a blow up on that guy. It's like, see me defending my guy. We're all yeah. a team here. Yeah. Like, it's just all part of the game with Tortorella. And fuck it, he's a pretty damn good coach. Like, he hasn't won a cup in the salary cap era, but he's had some success. Yeah. Like, I did those th- Columbus teams were not good. I did find it funny. Someone sent me a screenshot. Um, I did not read this article, but it got sent to me, and I laughed a lot last night. Apparently, um, one of the writers for Crossing Broad did a odds thing of who the first reporter that Torts blows up on is going to be. I was fourth. I was impressed. I was like, that's well, pretty. That's- it was. It was like the 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 by far the highest odds were Sam Carcini to the point where in the article they say actually we're taking him off the board because it's such a no brainer. <laughs> He's a minus ten thousand favorite. Yeah, exactly. I think it was it was Carcini number one, then Howard Eskin, and the caveat was I don't even know if he even like shows up to Flyers things anymore. But if he does, it'll happen. <laughs> then number three was Sealski, and then number four was oh me. god yes. And I'm like, yeah, I-, I could live with being being that high up. That's solid love that for you here's the thing about you to know that right now right now this second i've decided to make john tortorella my best friend so (laughs) can i talk now Um, please hankle please this is the thing that's frustrated me about the tortorella discourse on the line which is where i live my life is that it requires like In my mind, it requires you to be able to keep several thoughts in your head because everything that you're saying is correct. John Tortorella is a good coach. John Tortorella is probably going to make the Flyers better. Whatever the Flyers look like, he'll probably make them better than they are. John Tortorella is going to be fun to cover. He's going to be funny in press conferences. All of these things are true. Also, though, I don't like what it says about the direction of the organization. I don't like what I think we all know about the way the decision was made by the front office. All of these things are also true. And that's kind of like why, like, overall for me, I don't like the hire because I don't think it's good. I I think that's fair. But go ahead, Steph. I, I think it's fair too. And I don't disagree at all. But where I come from, looking at everything that has kind of gone on, right? They needed a coach. They needed someone. Why not him? Like, and, and that's, like, they just needed someone. We, we, I, I'm, I'm using, like, I, I don't know. But we know, and I'm using air quotes, I guess. Like, we assume with a lot of confidence that they already offered the role to somebody else and they turned it down. Yes. Yeah, I, like I, I, we, can, we, I can, I can, I can, I can confirm kind that. Of. Yeah, I can confirm that from us from a source that that Barry Trotz was offered, and that's that's right. and Charlie is my source, so that's, <laughs> that's and that's where I want to go back. Oh, oh, go keep going, Steph. Right, but the way that this news came out that he was offered a contract. We don't hear that. Like, we don't hear that from anyone else. This was a negotiation tactic, and I love it. Like, this is what you do 
as a as someone who's looking for a job, right? And you've got your your 1A company. Like this is the one that I want to work for. But then you've got your 1B company where you're like, yeah, this is really good, but they're not the 1A company. And then you get an offer from your 1B company. So you say, okay, and you go to your 1A company and you say, hey, I got this offer from, from these guys. What, what are you going to do? What can you do for me? Like, this is what happens. This is, this is how you negotiate a better offer for your job. Like, that is exactly what happens. Not just in hockey, but fucking everywhere. So the fact that this was leaked that he was extended a contract and then it's like, no, but they're not talking until Thursday. Like just brilliant. I love, I love watching it play out. It's annoying to me personally because I would like to at least just say it's done, but I I like what's going on. Yeah. I, I, I just also, Oh, go ahead, Charlie. No, I said like kind of going back to, to the, the conversation that Kelly started with, um, you know, being able to kind of hold two two opposite viewpoints in your head where it's like okay this this isn't a bad hire he's a good coach it's going to be fun but also it doesn't exactly like bode well for the decision making processes of the flyers the thing with this and, and you kind of this is something i'm obviously going to break down in, in my article when I, when i write about it but there were a lot of i think competing interests not not necessarily in the sense that it was combative but you had a lot of people involved in this this decision that had different things I think they wanted. And Tortorella, in the end, I do believe probably, you know, other than Trotz, obviously. But he checked enough boxes for everyone that, like, everyone could be kind of happy with it, if that makes sense. Like, probably, like yeah. we like, like, I had heard back in... Th- so, there was a report yesterday that, like, Fletcher didn't want to hire Torts. And I... And there's... There's, there's something there, but I, I don't think it's, like... Like, my understanding is that Fletcher, comp- like, ran this process. Obviously, he's a collaborative guy, so he was taking input. But the, the where, I, where I think a lot of that stems from is I had heard back in December that Torts was on the Flyers' radar as an immediate replacement for Vigneault, and Fletcher was kind of iffy on the idea. That Fletcher wasn't super into the idea of hiring Torts. So th- there is an element of, um, you know, like, I think there was skepticism from Fletcher's part at some point during this process. That said, I do think over the rest of the season, the Flyers showed that they are in desperate, desperate need of an infusion of structure and accountability. And I do think that probably as Fletcher watched the team flail around under a new coach, so it wasn't just they fucking hated Elaine Vigneault. It was no... Like, they actually mostly like Mike Yo, but they're still a total structureless mess. That probably the idea of hiring a guy like Tortorella made more sense to him. That was, you know, it was like, well, maybe they do need this guy. Then you had the older guys in the organization, the, the, the advisors, that always liked the idea of John Tortorella. You know, Bob Clark, Paul Holmgren. Like, exactly. they were always in that corner. So for them, this was like, yeah, we're, get, we're, we're bringing Chuck around on this idea slowly but surely, but it's an idea that we always wanted. Then you have Comcast. And one thing that Comcast, I believe, and I, I don't think they, like, were 
telling Fletcher what to do. Like there was a report also that like they hired an outside consultant. That's true. That was that the outside consultant was hired, but I don't think it was hired in the sense of like we are, you know, we're basically taking the decision away from Chuck Fletcher. I, I think this was this was no. Chuck's decision in the end. This is not like ownership is like soft firing Chuck Fletcher and actually made the pick of torts. That said, I do believe, and I said this from the start of the offseason, I believe it was always very important to Comcast the ownership to make a big name hire because oh, yes. they are very, very sensitive about the idea that they don't care about winning, that they aren't willing to spend money on the team. They really, really chafe against that perception that, like, you know, they're all about mediocrity and they don't care and they, you know, so they always want it. And I, I like, if, if, if Chuck would have went in and been like, I want to hire, you know, like, this assistant coach who I think is going to be the best thing. Like, I, I think they might have went for it, but in the end, I think their preference always was, like they were hoping, really, really hoping that Chuck was going to hire a big-name guy because it's easier for them yes. to sell and it makes them, it allows them to push the narrative that, see, this is like blank check. This is how much we care. So in a, in a lot of ways, like Torts checked enough of the boxes for everyone involved in this process that I can completely see how they collectively decided this is the right move. Yeah. Uh, one, it, first of all, they were, you're right. They like, it was always going to be a coach whose name, you know, like it was never going to be the Swedish national team guy. Like it, it was always going to be someone and somebody of the personality type like Tortorella that a certain portion of that fan base is dying for. And honestly, like the way this team plays, they need someone who fucking yells at them. It seems like, uh, <laughs> I it'll, was say, at least it'll make us to be the one to yell at them all last season. At like, least this it'll is good for them. At least it'll make us feel better that someone else is yelling and not just me. Uh, but <laughs> doesn't it kind of seem like, I don't like, John Tortorella was always going to be the Flyers coach at some point. Always. Like, he was born yeah. to be the there, Flyers it, coach. It, it, there is a little We've bit of, like, Chris Pronger to this. Months. There is a bit of Chris Pronger to this. Where yes. it's just, like, it, it, it seems to fit. It just looks right. Like, yeah, you know when they right. do the Photoshop of a player in a New Jersey and you can't get used to it? <laughs> and then, like, you see, like, Charlie, like, Chris Pronger. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that, 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 ma- that makes sense. That works. That's Tortorella coaching behind the home bench at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Like, that is yeah. 100% I, it. I'm just super, super glad that it's not Tocket. Remember when we had that fear for a very long time? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, at, le- at least we know that John Tortorella is a good coach. We don't know yeah. that Tocket is a good coach. He might be, but we just don't know. that he was... That he just like walked off set to take a phone call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was right. Like maybe like a week after they um they yes. they fired Vino. Yeah. That would have been so. Funny that was my big fear this whole time. And like again, it would have been fine because this group isn't that talented. Like we're not we're not gonna win any cups with this group. These this group of of players is not gonna look the same this time next month. No. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back earlier this week um, to when the dominoes started to fall because you had the uh, you had the Bruce Cassidy hiring, I believe, on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Vegas hires Cassidy and we knew Vegas was in the running for Barry Trotz. So we've been saying all along, 
nothing's going to happen until the trot's domino falls. So that led me and everybody with a half-functioning brain to believe he has maybe at least informed the teams he's not going to coach uh, or offers have been made to him and he's turned them down from certain teams. And then it has since come out that the Flyers have made that $7 million offer to Barry Trotz that got turned down. Um, I One, I love the figure because it basically makes him as highly paid as the highest paid players in the team. Like there's guy, like yeah, there's guys that's, making that's, like, that's an interesting Couture, point. Couturier and Hayes make like a little over seven, but like, but it's right there. It's, yeah. yeah. So, and what I like about and that is, is gonna, they're going to give towards a lot of money. Oh, like, I, I don't gonna think they're going to give shit. towards 7 million, but they're going to give him a lot of money. It's and this is on top of the money. This is on top of the five million they're still paying Elaine Vigneault yeah. next year and the following year because I don't think Elaine Vigneault is coming back to be a coach. I think he's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. but they're so cheap though. <laughs> they don't want to spend any money. Wait, you but, think Elaine Vigneault is done? Done? I think he's done. Yeah, I, I would honestly. Why be, do you think COVID broke him? I yeah, I just get the sense that. I mean, he just seemed like someone by the end. And maybe if things get back to complete normal, but it just seemed like, I mean, he, th- those last couple of years, he didn't seem like someone. And this is just, this isn't based on something I've heard from sources. This is just my perception. It just seemed like he was tired. And yeah. he looked tired. He looked tired. He looked and physically drained. Yeah, I, I think there's some family stuff he has going on, um, like okay. like taking care of family members too. Um, and I just, like, he's getting paid $5 million a year for the next two years to do nothing. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, he had that thing come out, like, when Laner ripped him. Like, it just, it just, I have a feeling the last couple of years were just, like, a lot for him. And yeah. I, I would be surprised if he comes back. Would it shock you? Makes sense. Would it shock you if he took John Tortorella's place at ESPN? That would be hilarious. That would be it really would be funny. Very funny. Just I, the two of them yeah. trading jobs from here until the end of time. Yes. <laughs> I do think, and this is something I was thinking about a lot. Um, again, I'll probably include this in the column I write on the hire. Um, I think there's an element where Tortorella almost is like what they were like what they were hoping Vino was going to be in the sense that like Vino came in and Vino was like it was he was you know preaching accountability and like you know like hitting guys like Voracek and JVR through the media and things like that and 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 I think they that they wanted that they wanted a coach that came in with that kind of credibility and and that willingness to shake things up and Torts absolutely does that but the one thing that Vino didn't do especially in the last couple years when he was when he was coach was the communication wasn't really there with the players that he would he would do these things but the players didn't trust him anymore yeah say what you will about John Torrell and I'm not saying there aren't some players that like just clash with torts and it was an irreparable relationship most players even the ones who got ripped by him basically swear by the guy because he is willing to say to your face and he is willing to communicate with you and there, the, the the general feeling you get when you when you read players' comments about John, John Torrell is that you always know where you stand with Torts, and you always know that when the chips are down, he's got your back. And I don't think the players under Vino felt like that. No. Whereas I, I think they're looking at it as Torts can bring the accountability that Vino did, but with more of a personal touch, which may strike some people as like Torts a personal touch, but like it is there. It, it, it like, is a thing. This whole idea that, like, 
sorry, a very loud car just went down my street. <laughs> the idea, the idea that like I, I just saw a lot of this. Like, why is everyone saying that players hate John Tortorella? Like, who? Whoever said this? Like, who is this straw man that said like I don't think anyone ever thought that players. No, hate he's, John I, I think Tortorella. there was a perception. He's demanding. He's demanding. You know, he's demanding. like yeah, but yeah, but like, it's fucking professional hockey. You're you're all making right. millions of dollars. We want the absolute best out of you. Uh, that just getting back. We to want the, you to do your job. Like that's yeah. we want that. Thanks. Just getting back to the seven million dollar offer to Trotz and how what I'm going to relate it to what Charlie was just saying. Um, uh, the fact that it makes him basically on the level of the highest paid players on the team, I think showed that they want to empower the next coach because something we talk about all the time: the accountability that this team so much lacks, and showing that like. How many times, and listen, a lot of guys have moved on. It's it's not the same core. Like, it's a different group. But how many times over the last few years have players just quit on a coach and then waited for him to get fired? It's happened every single time yeah. without fail. This That at least shows them it ain't happening, bro. We just paid him $7 bucks, and, like, you know we're still paying AV. This is on you. Figure it the fuck out. We don't think Tortorella's getting that same seven, but it's going to be a big number. But either way... I think it very much shows how much they're willing to empower the coach and how much they want to at least turn around the culture of the locker room first, yeah. first and foremost. And you can't do that if the players don't trust the guy. And I think from everything I've heard, like everything everyone said, that's 100% what's going, what happens with John Tortorella. Uh, and like I said at the top of the show, this team is so fundamentally uh, unhinged. Bad. Like, like, yeah. bad. The, the shit that they do yeah. with the puck in their own zone is, like, shit I would do, and I haven't played <laughs> since high school, and, like, I'm 100 pounds overweight. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, uh, it's nonsensical sometimes. Uh, watching this team, I think he can at least bring some, like, order back to that, and the front office, at least, you know, with the hiring of him and assuming the huge number he's going to get uh, for a coach. Yeah. As Kelly was saying, I don't agree with the direction of the organization. It's very much like, I think what Kelly was saying is like my opinion on, and all of our opinion on Ristolainen. It has nothing even to do with him. It's just no. the direction of the organization. This is what you think is good? Well, then you're wrong. <laughs> like, if you think John Tortorella and a couple of free agents are going to put this team, you fucking watch that game last night? You think yeah. uh, a couple of guys are going to turn this thing around? Yeah, that was a fun the first, game. Tampa, Tampa's first power play. Actual the, hockey. Thank the, God. Tampa had a power play in the first period. Their first power play. The first 40 seconds of it. I don't even know if they registered a shot on goal. It was more exciting than anything that's happened in, fly, in a Flyers game in three, four years. It was fucking <laughs> ridiculous. It's just like, and that's the thing, like, what? Listen, I know John Tortorella is a good coach, and I know that he gets more out of a roster than is there usually. But, like, when you look at what these two teams do, why can't we get a coach that does what John Cooper or Jared Bednar does? Like, why can't... And I know it's like the talent level is not there. I get that. It's just, like, this is the thing. Like, I, I have a hard time explaining it because there's a lot of words in my head. It's just not... It's not looking forward it's like looking up but also backwards that doesn't make any sense. well I, you know, we, we think... talked about this sorry steph do you want to jump in it's okay okay um we talked oh it was just like i think that goes back to like they needed a coach and i mean i and know I liked, they needed a coach I, like i know that you know that but i get frustrated too and it seems like 
I'm, I'm trying to use all of the words in my head too because the talent level is not there. No. Like period. The and, and that's level the thing. Like there. this hire doesn't – like nothing that the Flyers do – matters until they do all no. of it so like this doesn't right. mean a goddamn thing like if they ice the same team with john tortorella coaching like okay like what's going to be different not really that much except that maybe they'll be able to make a pass that is actually executed like, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be have the difference to, maybe they won't have to practice line changes yeah, right. yeah i mean like yeah right that kind like okay maybe let's that not get crazy better. here please but like know. at the end of the day there's just so much that has to happen yeah. That it's it's overwhelming to think about all of it. Which I, I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I like to think about. Okay, go, keep going. I, I like to think about Bill's question: Is how much does a coach matter? And maybe they don't matter at all. Some do though. The two that are coaching right now matter. Like you, you can't tell. Or me is it coach Nathan McKinnon? That's a fair I don't point. Think like, so. is, is, uh, is is it because it, it, Nathan it, McKinnon doesn't let them eat pizza? <laughs> It is a fair I point think. that that I mean this goes back to what Bill has said in the past about like coaches don't matter and they do matter but I mean talent is you know it's not everything but it certainly puts you in position. It kind of is. It, it is not everything. You do still need a good coach or at least a well, not bad coach. But I think the Penguins with Bilesma and Sullivan are a great example. Yeah. Like yeah. they were they were just stupid undisciplined under under Bilesma. They bring in Mike Sullivan and Mike Sullivan's like you you're better than everybody. Be better. If the Flyers cross check you, you know what you do? Continue having the puck and do not cross check them back because right. you're and, better and, and, and you will then beat them. And it was the same thing with, you know, when they replaced Michelle Terry with Bilesma. I mean, yeah. they they had a, a, a massive turnaround there too. Like this is going back to what Bill said in, I think this was like right after the season got finished. And I've come back to this a lot thinking about the Tortorella high over the last 24 hours. Bill basically said, look, I want the Flyers to rebuild. I want them to look to the future and, you know, basically position themselves to get high end talent. And that's what I want their plan to be. They've made it abundantly clear. That's not what they're going to do. Yeah. So... If they are going, if they are insistent upon trying to turn this around quickly, I have to judge them based on the moves they make trying to achieve that goal, even if it's not the goal that I agree is the right way to go about it. And that's what this hire really is. This is them trying to turn it around quickly. And as far as trying to achieve that goal, this is a good hire. Because yeah, see, I, torts will make them better. Now, I don't think that's the right decision on the whole because I don't think he's going to make them better enough to be really good. I don't think it's the pathway to them being a cup contender. But if we're judging them based on their attempt to execute this strategy, this is a good hire because he will make them better. See, I also worry, though, and like I, I don't think that Chuck's going to do nothing. Like That's stupid. He's obviously going to try to improve the roster this offseason. In his own mind. If it's actual improvement, I don't know. But he's going to be trying to improve it with his moves. I worry that they're looking at John Tortorella as the guy that can make a bad team better and thinking like, okay, we don't have to do that many things because he's going to improve these guys that we already have. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about that only because I think – I think they know that the team is shit. Like, I think they know yeah. <laughs> that the talent isn't there. 
I and mean, like, if I they think, don't, I think, that's a bigger well, problem. I getting, think they know, like, from from the bottom of the Wells Fargo Center, like, the basement, all the way up. Like, I think they all know this is a shit team. Getting back. And I don't think... I don't think that anybody believes it's going to be a one-move solution. It's not, but at the same time, like, you don't... You don't hire John Tortorella, and the probably the better way to put it is you don't convince John Tortorella to take this job unless your sell to him is that we can turn this around relatively quickly. Now, maybe that's not next year, but I think I, I've always thought, and this is based on conversations I've had with people in the organization as well. I this isn't just me pulling this out of my ass. I've always thought that their their plan. Like they want to be back in the playoff mix next year. They don't. They they, ha, they haven't deluded themselves into thinking like they can be a contender next year, a true contender. They know that that's impossible. But they think that with the right coach and the right moves and with actual health, that they can be like battling for a playoff spot. Now, whether they get one or not, I'm not sure, and they're not even sure. But they think they can be back in like the playoff hunt. And the way they look at it, which I mean, look. I'm not saying this this strategy isn't completely without merit. They could be right. I personally don't think they are, but they could be right. Their thing is, hey, let, let's say we improve next year. Maybe we don't make the playoffs, but we're in the mix. We're better. We have structure. We're playing the right way, even if we don't have the talent. They think that over the course of the next few years after that, they can get the talent, whether it be through the draft whether it be free agency and trades, and then they can use next year as like the springboard to getting actually good. Now, I I look at that as a little bit of a like, you know that that meme from South Park where it's just like the gnomes and there's just like a lot of question marks in the middle and then number three is like the third step is just profit. Like that <laughs> like to me it's like, do you actually have a plan on how to get these really good players? Because I don't know if they do. I feel like their plan is mostly like, hey, we're just going to keep plugging along and hopefully one of these prospects we have exceeds expectations or hopefully we draft a guy with the 15th overall pick who is the next Claude Giroux. And if we don't, well, that sucks. And hopefully this... And, ho- and hopefully this, <laughs> Well, that sucks! And, 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 and hopefully this guy we take with the 5th overall pick is going to be the star that we need. Like, I think that's kind of where they're at and I don't like it because it's, a, it's, it's just not... doesn't strike me as like more wishful thinking than an actual plan but i do believe that's where they're at and they think that like we can improve we can improve a bit next year and then use that as a springboard to get slowly but surely better and better and better and according to that plan john tortorella makes sense because i think he will make this team better next year yeah no without a doubt okay so here's here's where we need to take a break i hit the, the the roadblock like me personally yeah. Okay, I can see how that could be something resembling a plan and general vibes. But is Chuck Fletcher going to be here past this season to actually execute? That's a fascinating question. And that is, that is that is a fascinating part say. about this hire is that like we talked about well, you know, Torts is going to have job security because they're going to offer him a lot of money and, and all that stuff. It's fascinating to me where Fletcher falls in all this because like if the team is if 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 things play out the way they're hoping, which is like they're in the playoff mix, I think Chuck will 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 be okay. I because then he will have made a you know the right coaching hire based on what the organization wants to do, and they will have shown progress, and I think he'll be fine. If they're bad again, like yeah, I think Chuck 
is probably gone. And By then Christmas, it's, I would say. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't know. It, you rarely the, – the Hextall thing was unique. You rarely see GMs. Maybe it's happening more now. It's usually, yeah, it's usually coaches cause, cause, that are gone. Yeah, because I guess Christmas. Vancouver did it too recently, so maybe maybe the, mm-hmm. the, the precedent's being well, changed. Well, that's the thing. They wouldn't be able to do it with the coach this time. Yes, exactly. So if they're dog shit by December, yeah, yeah, and they're the, like, "Fuck, we got to do something." Yeah, the move would be like, yeah, yeah if and, and that's fair because Comcast would probably be like, "Oh God, everyone's mad again. What do we do? <laughs> we can't fire Torts. <laughs> I guess we got to fire Chuck." But uh, the the question Kelly asked, or Steph asked about, um, God damn it, we're two different people, Will. I'm just trying to. Everyone's been talking over everyone this whole show. I can't fucking I figure know. out who's speaking. It's the, anyway, it's the first no, it's me now. Shut the fuck up. To talk Shut about. the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> We're going to take a break. <laughs> that seems like a good idea. And then we'll be back on the other side. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, fam, we are back, and I want to get back into this idea of could Chuck Fletcher potentially be on the hot seat and how that bodes for, like, this plan that we're talking about, this nebulous plan that the Flyers have to get back into contention, maybe actually be a good team in two years or whatever. They want to get better. This is uh, this is the plan as laid out. Uh, but perhaps, since they can't fire the coach if everything goes awry, they just hired John Tortorella. It's not even officially been announced yet. Um if by Christmas this team is sucks again, do they move on from Chuck Fletcher? And it seems like maybe there's more there. He has less job security than I thought. I've thought all along, like he's just going to be president and Briere gets moved up. And it's that this is the flyers. This is who runs the flyers. He's the next in the line of secession of one guy who's here forever, <laughs> but it doesn't appear that way. It seems like maybe there's some internal, eh, this is it for you guy. I don't know. It's just kind of reading what rumors are out there and everything. But uh, here's the thing about the plan. It's Comcast's plan. So the next guy is going to have to be on. Like, if someone comes in and goes, you got to blow this the fuck up, they're not getting the job. Like, (laughs) that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be Danny Briere saying, yeah, I'm going to follow through on that plan because that's Comcast's plan. That's what they want. They want people in that building and the best way to do that is by winning and they know that people are pissed at this fucking team the way we said it's always it was always going to be Tortorella it was always going to be a big name coach they have to go out and add players to this thing like they know they need that high-end talent they're going to go get it so I I think like while Chuck Fletcher could be on the hot seat it don't matter because it's not like he's the one who didn't want Tortorella guess who they're hiring so I don't really think the plan will be affected if to, if Fletcher gets fired. What's up, Steph? I see you raising your hand. No, we have all we have all said Torts can't be fired. Like he could. He could. I, he could. I just like he only lasted a year in Vancouver. Things would have to go completely nuclear. I can see, but him it's winning. possible. I can see him just walking out. 
Like, fuck <laughs> these fuckers. <laughs> He's like, these fucking this assholes cannot get the puck from one side of the ice to the other and not even the long way. Like, oh my God. Uh, he, it's, it's not like anybody could be fired at any time. And also anybody can quit at any yeah. time. Like, that's not the only option is to fire Chuck Fletcher, but it is, it is the only logical option. Yeah. But this is the Flyers, so let's just lean into the chaos and list the other options. Like, after six weeks of wrist align and breakout passes, he's just like he uh, Tortorella I gotta go. checks checks out cap friendly, looks at his contract, and goes, "Fuck this!" <laughs> but and walks just straight into the Google. <laughs> walks straight back to ESPN for a very easy job for a high pay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that's. What, what's next now? Like we've said, like the, we know what the plan is. There should like Tortorella is not a guy that you hire. The hard part, really. Yeah, like Tortorella is not the guy you hire and be like, yeah, let's wait and see. Like they have to go and do things. When does free agency open? Is it July first? Like July. always, or no, is, it's, the, it's is not, the day different? It's not. So so it, everything's backed up. Basically, yeah. The draft is on the seventh and the eighth of July. Yeah, and then free agency starts on July thirteenth. Mm. God damn. It's just everything got back. I mean, it's going to be back to normal next year. That yeah, was one thing that Gary Bettman announced yesterday is that the season's Which, going to start in mid-October. How is how is moving it back one day back to normal? I don't understand. We started on the 12th this year. We're starting on the 11th next year, and that's back to normal? Wait, what? The, what start, you, the starting day of the season is the 11th next season. I thought Didn't it was— Didn't we start no, I thought October we sta- 11th? I thought we started, like, like, the very beginning of October last year. I could be wrong, but that's, that's what I remember. Well, the, it's the start date around for next year is November 11th. November? I mean, just October. Sorry, October 11th. Oh. Yeah, it's usually around my birthday. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was mid. Yeah. I think it's, it's normally, I feel like, Steph, your birthday game is usually like the fifth or sixth game of the season. Yeah. Like, I don't think they it's start. It's usually the home opener. The home opener is when. Yeah. But my birthday's October 8th for anybody who's, who's listening and wants to send me nice things. Um, but no, usually I, I've definitely had birthday parties where we all go to the home opener because anyway, it's on my birthday. I don't know. Either way, like it's, it's, it didn't feel like enough of a change. getting back to normal me. time, but th- we're not going to start this off season. Yeah, because it usually, it usually starts, seasons usually start in early October. They backed right. it up a little bit because of everything, and now they're backing up a little bit again. So it's going to be back. But the One big day. thing this year is that, like, it's, um, there obviously isn't going to be an Olympic break that wasn't, and the season should end around normal time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we're at at the moment. That's, but uh, anyway, I don't even know how we got into this detour. No. That was so me. But these we playoffs are taking way too long. So, so it's, what's next is, you know, we're, we're preparing for the draft. So it's three weeks away. And preparing for the draft does not only mean who are we going to draft. Preparing for the draft is looking at the dudes on your roster and saying, okay, we're ready to get rid of A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Um, do you guys who are not on TikTok know that song? Sure. Yes, no. I have a radio. Thank you. All right, well, we got 50-50. Like, we need to, all of us, start looking at, all right, these guys are not going to be around because they're going to get traded at the draft for more picks. Uh, Next step is 
Johnny Goudreau. Like, what is that going to take? Someone retweeted him signing his last contract into my feed the other day. Like, Johnny Goudreau signed six years, and my heart stopped for a second. Um, but it was not real life. I, I mean, that's these are the next steps for the Flyers. You've got to prepare to to move contracts, move bodies at the draft, and you've got to bring in new talent. Well, they got it. I mean, they. I think they do want to shake it up a bit. Um, obviously, the Goudreau thing is fascinating because he's clearly a high end talent. He still hasn't resigned yet with Calgary, and he's from here, and there's long been links. So, like, that's. Yeah, that's absolutely on the minds of of the Flyers front office as a possibility, I'm sure. Uh, That said, I mean, Calgary's going to make a big push to resign him. They were real good this year. Um, Goudreau had maybe the best season of his career. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it'll be fascinating. The one thing that that is interesting, and this is something I was thinking a lot about um, over the last 48 hours as well, is that Cam Atkinson was already taking more of a leadership role in this team. This hire is going to, like, I'm not saying he's going to be captain, but, like, this is like the Kevin Hayes when they brought in Kevin Hayes for Elaine Vigneault. Like, Atkinson is going to be, like, the, like, okay, guys, this is what you got to expect from Tortorella. Like, he's going to step up in a big way from a leadership standpoint because of this hire. I'm so glad that you brought up Atkinson because I'm actually, like, I'm wearing his shirt right now. I wanted to talk about Cam (laughs) Atkinson this whole show, and I completely forgot. Is he the only guy on the team that has played for Torts? I think he is, right? Off the top of my head, I think so. Um, I'd have to, like, think a bit, but I believe he would be because Hayes came to New York after Torts was fired, I believe, um, and he would have been the only other one who would have, I guess. I mean, no one, no one else played for Columbus that's on this roster, right? Yeah. And no one else mm-hmm. is, is longstanding enough that would have played in New York under him. So, yeah, I, I, I want, so I, I would love to take a look at some of Cam Atkinson's quotes just while he was playing for Tortorella. Maybe we can gather some. He loved Torts. Like that for. He loved him. I, I think I'm pretty confident he did. I mean, Cam Atkinson is great anyway. Um, but this, this could be really exciting and it could be. Like, it could be good, is what I want. Like, it could be good. It could be fun. But it could also be a disaster. And it could also be fun as a disaster. Like, it could, this, the way that this hire could pan out, there's a whole variety of ways. And only half of them end in disaster. So, like, that's better than other ways we've gone into the season recently. Right? Yeah. I just, I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I just think they're going to be better. And they're still like every team in the East had a hundred points. that got into the playoffs. They're going to be like an 88 point team. Yeah. Like that's 88, 93, something like that. Um, When do they name it? Do you think they name a captain? And is that like a training camp thing? Like after everyone gets together? I think it's a training camp thing. I I mean, I I think that's something that'll probably be hashed out, you know, because that's because the coach usually is involved in that process. Um, at least to a degree. So, yeah, I think that'll be a training camp thing. I don't think they'll announce it. I mean, I guess it's possible, especially if it's like, well, we're just going to give it to Couturier. That would be easy. Um, but I, I would have I had to guess, I would guess it would be a training camp thing. That feels, yeah, that feels right. And it should be Scott Lawton. 
I wouldn't. I mind mean, one. I'd have no issue with Scott Lawton. I've been advocating for Scott Lawton as captain for quite a while. But I, I what if, if I if I had to Atkinson? bet, I would bet Katuri. I mean, Atkinson is is interesting, especially because of the hire. Um, but I I I mean, he'll have an A. He'll absolutely have an A. Yeah, yeah. That's not it's on the back of his jersey. I'm <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> I'm totally fine with Atkinson with Cam as captain if if that's. If that's what they decide, I'm totally fine. I don't think that the C actually matters. That's where I stand. Yeah, I mean, it matters, but not to the degree I think people act like it does. It's important, but it's less important than a lot of fans want to believe it is, especially these days. Um, There's just no mysticism behind it. It's just, it's important in terms of leadership. It's not important in terms of... A good captain can't turn a bad team into a good team. And I think a lot of people have that belief. You think a lot of people have that belief? <laughs> I've kind of noticed that. I, I go back and forth on the type of player I like as a captain. Like, to me, like, Jason Smith is a perfect captain. Like, just that steady dude, that veteran presence. But also, I like it on a star player because the captain's number one responsibility is talking to the officials. And I want the star player to have the relationship with the officials so he gets all the fucking calls. So, like, yeah, that worked out real well for Claude Giroux. Well, yeah, they didn't like G because he dove when he was fucking 22. So <laughs> they just never called hooks, ever. <laughs> like, just, nah, you're allowed to hook him. It's okay. Uh, He'll I, be fine. I think Scott Lawton would be a good... I kind of hope they don't name one. I hope it's like, no, no one gets this honor until someone earns it. Like, this is a this is a thing you have to go and get. It's not something we're just going to give to somebody. But whatever. Uh, just keep going on torts a little bit. Strategically, how does he, like, is there anything specific he does that, like, how does he make them better? Does anyone know? Well, I mean, I think the big thing is just, it, it and it's a, a nebulous term, but it's just structure. And it's structure and it's the ability to, you know, consistently make the types of plays necessary to get the puck up ice and to transition from defense to offense. And, you know, Torts is one of those coaches that, you know, he's he's a good he's a good X's and O's guy. He usually has a good X's and O's assistant coach. It'll be interesting to see who, you know, who his assistants are, if, if Mike Yo sticks around as an assistant or if he goes elsewhere. Um, I know that's something they've talked about, uh, but that'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure Torts will bring in some of his own guys as well. Um, but I think the big thing with Torts is just that, like, his teams, his teams never – once he has his hooks into them, his teams really never look like they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And that's the way the Flyers have looked for the last two seasons. Um, I would and call I, that their style of play. Their style of play. <laughs> that is actually their identity. What is the Flyers' if it's what they're identity? Trying to, well, if it's what they're trying to do, they've nailed it. They're doing a great job. Great. Right um, because I think, like, Taurus is just one of those people where, like, he— and and in fairness, like Vino did a good job of this too in in year one. I mean, the Flyers were a structured team in year one. He added structure, and I think Torts will do the kind of the same thing. Um, and he'll he'll you know hold guys accountable, um, regardless of who they are. And and I'm expecting a team that will uh, that will play the in the classic hockey man nomenclature. They will play the right way. This is such a classic hockey man hire. Oh, it's absolutely, like- absolutely, it is. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. But I do like, I do like, I don't want my disapproval of the plan, like, like Charlie said, for their plan, this is a good hire. 
it works. I'm in the same places. I'm in the same yeah. place as you. Like I, everything I say makes it seem like I hate this, but like I don't hate this because they're gonna win more games, and that's what I am rooting for because I'm fucking entrenched in this life. But like this. No, is like since we're forced to watch, like this is what we do, Kelly. Uh, like, yeah, the plan isn't gonna work. At least we won't be mad all the time. Oh, we'll still <laughs> be we mad are- all the time. And if we are mad, all I want. like, like, like I, what I, if there's like a two month stretch next season? Like, what if they go on like a 15 game winning streak? Like, what? I imagine what we'll get to talk just, about. Just bring back <laughs> January to March 2020. That's all Please. I want. January to March 2020. Get close. And then, of course, yeah, the Flyers play well for two months and then the world falls, falls apart for yeah. two months. <laughs> Uh, as, as I've said, there, as, Some, as, as as much criticism as the Flyers deserve for everything, and they do, there is absolutely an element to this of, like, they're also cursed. Oh, yeah. Cursed. Yeah, man. Kate Smith ain't fucking around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless. Can we end the show on that? <laughs> Can we call the show Kate Smith ain't fucking around? <laughs> yeah. Works for me. Oh, I can't put the fucking um, No, we there, actually though. can't because of iTunes. Well, that's but, the thing. Uh, I'm going to put, I have to put star star or something because uh, iTunes yeah. are a bunch of babies and they don't like bad words. Don't we have the explicit rating? Like, come on, grow up. Yeah, iTunes. but I think yeah, if you put we, it in the title, mm-hmm. they are right, like, they won't, po- they won't publish it. Grow yeah. Up. Or we should, get, prob- like, we should probably have something in the title about John Tortorella. Just for yeah, that SEO it, pro- it should probably be about Why? John Tortorella. <laughs> just say it. No, let's How funny. So, SEO is not that important. So, just kidding. So just real, like, it is expected that this announcement comes. We're recording Tomorrow it. Tomorrow afternoon. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's 1218 pro- on Thursday afternoon right now. In about 24 hours, we'll hear yeah. that John Tortorella is the coach. How fucking funny is it going to be if if it isn't? <laughs> the, I would things laugh. just fall apart. The so negotiations hard. tank. As we record this, John Tortorella is in someone's office throwing things, <laughs> saying "Fuck you guys, I'm out." <laughs> I would laugh. Like Bobby like, Clark wa- walks into the coach's laughing. office. He's like, "Wait, what are you doing here?" <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Who are you? No, it would be it would it would be the opposite. It would be towards like Bobby Clark walks in and towards is like I'm never listening to this guy. And it's yeah. like, "Oh no. What's he doing here?" Get his diabetic ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> go be old someplace else for the love of God. Just go, go, home. go be rich. What, go go be rich. They've all worked for the Flyers for 50 fucking years. No, they just they 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 feel Why can't so, they just they go play so, golf? They, they don't know what to do with themselves. They feel so invested. What world. it is, what it is, really, they feel so invested in the success of no, the Flyers. They, they, they. It's coming from a good place. They all care so damn much about no, they, this team. Yes, they're and, not- and because they're professional athletes, they can't imagine an idea that they could be wrong about something. Like, there's absolutely no way. And they're Bob not Clark Ed has ever Snyder. considered he's wrong about something. So they just think that they're doing the right things, and they're going to keep doing them until, uh, you know. They're dead. Well, eventually, like, eventually the results will meet rich. up. Buy a house <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the desert, build your own golf course, and have all your buddies come over and play on your own personal golf course. Like, th- just please go be rich what somewhere. If, what if go. we... Maybe the problem is no one has ever introduced these guys to fantasy hockey. What if they could just make all <laughs> the moves they ever wanted to make? You can be the general manager. Have but you I tried guess, playing? NHL? How do you how do you quantify grit? I guess you like 
It's all about the skill in this game. Like, they'd hate like it. that. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't like that at all. Yeah. No points guess, for hits? The fuck is you, this? You do hey, get hits you know for... What? You, you get points for penalty minutes, right? Like, may, maybe so. all this will work. Like, we'll see. <laughs> it's it's a minute. It's, it's fucking happening, man. Shit's weird. Wait. Hold on. E- Mr. E- Did we just watch his body get possessed Seriously. after an hour? Like, we no. watched it happen. It's right? non-zero. Look, I, I don't 100% think... 100% nihilistic for the entirety of the year. No. And now Look at Charlie. Say, ah. Look at Charlie today. Charlie's hair looks great. Charlie looks reinvigorated. Charlie is the embodiment of, of the Flyers right now. It's like, you can only go up. <laughs> Charlie's looking great. I think it's a... Uh, uh, it's true. Listen, it's a non-zero chance this whole thing works. Like I just like we're saying, like oh these guys, they're like I could be wrong. What the fuck do I know? I, I've, never I've never built never a hockey. Yeah, exactly. Life. That that to me is the big thing. Like, do I think this is all going to work out the way they wanted to? No. I mean, I think they'll be better. I don't think they'll be better, better. But you can't, you can't ever like you, you can't ever have the feeling that like you're 100 percent right about everything, particularly in a sport as chaotic and random as hockey. And no, you have to acknowledge that, like, hey, you know, this is what I think is going to happen, but I could be wrong. It's Canadian, ha- it's Canadian rednecks slapping a frozen rubber disc around with knives on their feet. Like, anything could happen. Dumb shit happens all the time. Like, I, I keep saying all it. All the time. It could work. It could work. Fucking Montreal went to the Cup Finals two years ago. They're terrible. <laughs> Chuck's going to make one good Remember trade this that? summer, and you know what's going to happen to me. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, he's, he's I got my make, Flyers shirt. He's on gonna today. make one, back good, in, baby. one good trade next summer, and that player will play four games because oh, the Flyers God, are Charlie, cursed. God he's damn. back. <laughs> he's, he's back. back. <laughs> it wasn't long. All right, that was a very, very quick body snatching situation. <laughs> that was very quick. Charlie's just like, wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> he has I no mean, idea I'm, what's going I'm, on. I'm, he just I'm had still a, entered a fugue state. I'm for still a second. just like a casual <laughs> yeah. alien abduction. I'm still very no prone deal. to pessimism. It's just that, like, you have to take a step back at some point and say, like, "Hey, I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. the, this is like." Do the right I though? Do I have to, Chuck? Well, I mean, do you I? don't have to. You're always right, Steph. Thank you. There we go. Real quick, uh, last night's Stanley Cup Final game one. How oh, good are so these two? Fun. How God. good are these? And it's not even like that's the best hockey game I ever watched or anything. But like, these teams are so fucking good. It's like cra- it's crazy uh, to watch the the beginning of that game with just Nathan McKinnon blown by everybody. Like the speed on the ice. Uh, I we've never seen hockey like this. I don't See, like it's insane. No. You know the thing that honestly scared me a little bit about Game One, and I do think I think that. This will change as the series goes on because I just have enough like enough respect for Tampa that like yeah Tampa came back and they had that that explosion you know where they had the two goals in less than a minute whatever but like I watched that game and I was like Tampa looks good and they still don't look like they're on yes. Colorado's level no and well, it's like and it's, and, and it's like how good is Colorado. Tampa does have bad game ones. They do. They've been having bad game yeah. ones this whole playoffs. They, they figure so I, I kind of feel out. like next, yeah, next game is going to be, and this is probably because Cooper's fucking great at his job. Like next yeah. game is going to be, if not, you know, way more in Tampa's favor, a lot more even than last night was for sure. And like, I think some of what we saw in the mismatch, not mismatch, like both teams had their moments, but when Colorado had its moments, it was like, 
this is a fucking all star team. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's and insane. They, to be fair, they are like they uh, are. They are yeah. firing. The thing that scares me about this, and like I yeah. want this to be a long series. I want this to be a six or seven game series because it's fun hockey. Yes. But like yeah. Colorado is just firing on all cylinders. Like they're, yeah, they're going to give up some goals because it's hockey. But like they just look so good almost all the time. That's, and Tampa is an awesome counterpunch team. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. even they don't have to dominate to win, and that really but they goes usually well for them do. In the series. And they're yeah, not. Because, they, at least uh, they didn't look at game their one. fucking roster. Yeah, like they should dominate most teams. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. they hold back in the regular season now because they were like, oh yeah, we had that dominant regular season, and what happened? John Tortorella happened, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now we got it. Yeah, we have we, we have, have the formula on mile high on mile high hockey about how this Stanley Cup final for the Avalanche are is twenty years in the making. So that's it's a great article, um, and we also have an article on SBNation.com, our flagship site, um, about how this is going to be the best Cup final that we've seen possibly since in, in decades. Oh yeah, since like Detroit, uh, Colorado. Yeah, like twenty yeah. years so ago. Check, check. Well, that wasn't out. that wasn't a uh, and that was a final. Fight. That was a conference. Oh, final. It was a conference final. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't even a final. But I mean, there were some great finals during you know in those times as well. I I would say the last time I think we talked about this on last show, but like the last time I felt like it was like the two like a real battle of juggernauts was when you had the back to back Detroit Pittsburgh finals. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was the last time it felt like okay like. Yeah, they like Pittsburgh might not have been the best team in the regular season, but like they got the best player in hockey, and then another top ten guy, and they're really darn good team. And it that was like, all right, these are these are the elite. This is a juggernaut battle, and this feels like a juggernaut battle. I wanted to go a long time, but I'm just I'm a little concerned coming out of game one, even though it was close, even though it went into overtime, that like there's a chance that Colorado could just roll. We'll see in game two. I really want to see the lightning yeah. come back and and I would be and hit super hard. shocked. We if, could see if like Colorado takes the, both of these first two I, games. I expect Tampa to come back, but we could yeah. see like each game is a one goal game, and the series is only four or five games. Like that could very well happen too. That shit happens. Yeah. Um, real. Uh, what do we think of the um, the times they are changing commercial? It's I so love it. it's weird. It it's weird. weird. It looks like the Watchmen, like the way they do yeah. it. It looks well, like they yeah, use that does. in the intro to yeah. the Watchmen. Your Watchmen movie, but yeah. um, it's it's fucking cool, right? I love it. They've had, there were there's been a about. lot of um commercials and like intros in these playoffs that have been pretty pretty good. Hockey commercials get me every time. Every I mean, single time. time. I mean, this, the, the, the gold standard night. is still history will be made. Oh, history! Nothing oh, can God. top that. Nothing can top that. That one. If you want to see me cry, up. put on the Mike Richards one. <laughs> done. No. Done. All right. Are are we done? I think we're done. All right. Yeah. That. I think we've been done. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom. Content, baby. Get it. It's Tortorella time. I'm in on torts. There's something to be done. We were talking about this. Something to be done with, like, tortoises, torts, the flyers crawl to relevance. Jorts. There's something. George, George. That's a fly perbole. I feel like 
they've they've all, like, it, Steve has already like that's his fly Purbly has cornered the market on all jorts related content but for everything yeah. else check us out of course fly Purbly's on our uh, podcast feed as well we have all sorts of shit coming to you there's nothing but hockey news coming once these finals wrap up so i've said finals twice tonight and i think i'm gonna get kicked out of hockey twitter <laughs> all right but that's it for us my name is bill Matz for charlie for steph for kelly have a great week everybody It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freakin' Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Throw Show. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.